0: A good name must be important to you. Faithfulness must be your watchword. Dependability. Listen to me. God trains Christians in that first, before even gives them money. That's why Jesus said the poor have the gospel preached. Many people will jump, jump, jump. By the time they, of course, which also happened a lot of times. After they run up and down they, that was what I was hearing. Lifo. Last in, first out. No, when the economy began to crumble, and they began to consolidate. The guys just started, started looking and say, guys, yeah, for everybody. You know what's leafo? Last in, first out. I mean, they had, maybe they had a staff burden of like a thousand people. They are planning to cut down to 500. Which 500 are they taking? The ones that had problems will go. But of those that don't have any problems, they take the people that came last. Say, now nah, you just join us. No vex. These people have been laboring with us for a long time. It's not because of the fear of such things we preach what we preach. I didn't know it was going to happen. But divine principles exist. People, Christians must walk by them. But materially, it didn't pay off. All kinds of layoffs now began. Massively. Because once again, I shake the heavens and I shake the earth. When it shook the sector, you see four banks, we collide, we merge and become one. And they will look at what I would do with all these managers. Cut them in half. And is what? Lethal. People now begin to realize that ah, if only I stayed where I was. Are you getting my point? When God wants to bless us materially, that's what I'm going to explain. He doesn't just rain money, He trains people. He trains, us in, he trains us in faithfulness, He trains us in being productive. Productivity for the believer is not about having money. It is about giving. And there are two realms of giving there. There is When God gave you life, he gave you a gift. Paul said each one of us has grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. What does that mean? Give me a job that will pay me a millionaire every week. And say, Banky, what you will do is to sit down. And add these figures to this, and give us a product on this, and divide this by this, and then give us report. And then you say, oh, but, but, you know, no bank is not dealing in, you know, that company. They deal in millions of dollars, you know, and he is a trusted person, all right? So they put him in charge of the figures. He's monitoring the output of uh, something, something. It's not a bad thing, really, except that I have grease according to the measure of the gift of Christ. It does not include sitting down behind a desk and calculating figures. But you are not stealing. No, I'm not stealing. But I'm depriving my generation of the gift of God inside me. So you see, it's about being careful not to deprive my generation of the gift of God that is inside me. Laboring is about giving. It's about giving. Listen to me. If, even if I'm not a preacher, eh, I had to be a teacher. That is how I teach in a university, but I was have taught in a university, I was have taught in a secondary school. I don't think I have the patience for primary school. No, I don't have it. I don't have it. I, I didn't know I didn't have it until I started having children. I started respecting my wife seriously. If I tell you one plus one, you better know it is two after I say it twice. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't understand it. My wife can go over it with children 50 times. No, I'm not. That's, I'm not exaggerating. And then, if you ask the next time, you don't know it. She will start again. No hala. I, I, I don't I don't understand. It's just not in my body. <laughs> I don't need to tell you one plus one is one. You should know it from your mother's womb. You know there's this. <laughs> so no the vex so. I just don't have the. I don't have the patience. I, I don't have the patience. I don't have the patience. Even, you know, those days when we were practicing medicine, one, of, one thing I did not like when they say wrong clinic, you just sit down, people were telling you all their troubles. I think, do I look like God to you? You don't know. <laughs> 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 but but I have classmates. Eh? Eh? Very patient. In fact, the guy that took delivery of all my children, my classmate, my wife will testify. Eh? He, the way he will talk to you, you will want to have another baby tomorrow very patient, you know, he will explain the way, look, the way he will talk to you, you know this guy is supposed to be a doctor I know a lot of business businessmen that are doctors I don't know what they are doing, the patient is just a commodity to them they trade the patient, how much they sell this patient, this one has 15k, they don't pay <laughs> no, I, I know a lot of them there are people that if I'm sick, I'm not going to them at all yeah, to them is business but I have a, I have a colleague senior colleague, you can google him I like to tell, tell his story uh, Dr. Esiche. You can Google him up. Faith Alive Clinics. is in, in Joss. Some of you, if you've been there, you know Faith Alive. You know, the day he and I spoke, when he came to us, he used to be our exam examiner here. When he, he came, his dream, he and his wife, I think they are both doctors, their dream was to give out healthcare totally free. They didn't understand why anybody should pay a dime to see a doctor. They didn't see why they should pay a dime to get, to get medicine. So he's, now, I'm not saying that that is the way everybody must see it. I'm not saying so. I'm just giving you his own dream, his own vision. So his dream was, we must provide healthcare totally free. And in Nigeria, we don't have that structure. So he built a personal hospital and started using his family's money to give out drugs free of charge. He gave himself into poverty, can I can assure you. He kept on giving money. I know. I feel like telling his story. You know, he kept on giving money, giving out. Uh, that is, of course, he kept, kept of course. Free things. People kept on coming. People were collecting, and he kept on giving it. Except that God so arranged things for him. At the point, let me just jump because I want to sit on my message. By the time he was telling me the story, he, he came with a a brochure they just produced, and I saw a four, a three floor hospital. Not now. This was like. Um, Remember, so that was more than eight years ago. And some people just donated. uh, The hospital was using bonds to the ground. It was an accident and a bunt. So people now came and said, well, they've heard of the work he's doing, that they have some money for him. So he now said, "Normally, he doesn't deal with money. So they said, okay, just clear. So he cleared away from where he was. They leveled the place, built him another hospital for a cost of $100 naira 10 years ago. They finished it in six months and gave him the keys. He showed me the picture finish it in six months, and give him the keys. The Baptist mission from the U.S. was paying ten doctors full salary to work for him. So they would send him the money to pay ten doctors. And they begged him to resign from just the teaching hospital where he was working, so that they would pay his salary if he would work in his own hospital free. <laughs> you Or know okay, work in your own hospital, we'll you pay your salary. Now everybody has a internet, internet. At that time, ten years ago, they installed Vsat. On the roof of the building. How many of you have heard of Mayo Clinic? One of the oldest hospitals in the world. Their students used to come to his place to learn tropical medicine. And every what is the visit for? For conference when they are doing conferences. But when he started, though, <laughs> he said he said I won't lie to you. It was hard, because all the money was coming from just what he and his wife were able to earn. But as they were speaking. He said, My brother, I've entered into rest. At, at that point, he said, the place does not need me to run. He said, now I don't have to walk there. So things run. I mean, after a while, the international donors. Eh, they they were falling on themselves to donate things. The, the work just kept like, You can Google it up, but it's not uh, just go to YouTube, type it in Faith Life Clinic, just Dr. Chris is you find it there. Now, <clears throat> back to my, my i just like to, I like to share, let people not lie to you that all that's happening in Nigeria is bad, bad things. So look, 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 serious good things are happening. Ser- serious good things are happening. Very, very serious good things are happening. That's his own dream. That was his vision. Are you getting my point? So no, no matter what you give him, say so could come to America, we will make you the highest paid consultant in the world. He couldn't take it. Back to my own issue. No matter what you paid me, if you didn't let me teach people, I will rot. Why? Because God gave us labor. And I want to explain it. First of all, for believers, yes, we preach the blessing being in Christ. Many of us preach, give so we can get. I That's not it. Our giving is a sign of our faith. But even when we are giving as a sign of our faith, and our faith is you know, trying to download something, what God gives is the power to get wealth. That is, it tells each person, you must be productive. You must be productive. You wake up in the morning, I tell young people, everybody, not only young people, this is how you know what your life is about. Just ask yourself, what will people need and they will remember me? It's a simple thing. What will people need and they will remember me? It's an important question for you to ask. Please, you must ask yourself, what will people need, and my name will come to their mind. If you have not discovered, that you have work to do. It's not a day's job. You understand my point? It's not as if you just make up your mind and say, ah, when people, needs, when, when people need, when people need to know astronomy, they should remember me. I know, and you don't you don't need astronomy yourself right now. <laughs> you just have ideas, ideas born out of joblessness. Ideas born out of idleness. You are not allowed to have ideas when you are at home. Are you getting my point? Let me just tell you: If you are young, you cannot have an idea when you are at home. Go to go and keep your father's sheep and get ideas there. If your name is David, do you follow what I'm going to say? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. You know you sit in your hall and you drawing up projects. No, I need to talk about that. You sit in your hall and you drawing up projects that would need fifty million to execute. <laughs> Anyway, if I tell you to count 50,000 accurately, you can't count it. You are drawing for me projects that need 50 million to execute. You are not allowed to have ideas sitting at home. You have ideas while you are busy. Ideas found in idleness are empty dreams. Please, I hope you are getting my point. Go and check all the people that Jesus called, they were busy people. In fact, I found that recently. <laughs> in fact, I was just studying my Bible, and I discovered that it was three times he called Peter, three times. Each time, he heard Jesus called Peter, "Let's go." Peter will finish with him and go back to fishing. Jesus will come again. L- that's why he came to when he came to preach by the, uh, the waterside. He entered Peter's boat. If Peter was in full time ministry that time, where is he boat? <laughs> by that time, they had had two encounters. By that time, he had told him, follow me, I will make you fishers of men. And Peter did not follow him. I used to think that Peter was following John about. Peter believed in John. He was a fisherman. The first time they met, John told them, this is the one that I told you about. Peter ran after him and said, sir, where do you stay? They followed him home that day. Next day, Peter went back to his boat. Then Jesus arrived to come and preach one day. Say Peter, can I use your boat? Ah, Peter said, Ah, okay. Who else will use my boat? If not be you. That was when I said, when he said, launch out here for a catch. He said, We have toiled all night. By that time they had met two times. He said, But because of your word, let's do it. When he got that amount of fish, now said, Ah, depart from me. You know, me, I'm a sinful man. Jesus now said, from now on, you will be catching men. That was when Peter now left everything. Even Thomas was calculating taxes wrongly when Jesus calls him. Is it Thomas? Not Thomas, sorry, Matthew. What these ideas you have. <laughs> Listen, as a matter of fact, don't look for somebody to invest in your business. Eh? When you have not helped somebody make money in his own. It's a scriptural principle. He that is faithful in little is the one that will be faithful in much. Not he that has ideas about much. I've seen people that very responsible, they'll be looking for investment. Anyway, yeah, someone who God wants to collect money from, he will give you money. But no responsible person will answer you. You have never helped somebody else make money. You want... <laughs> think about it. They will now give you $500 million you, you can't count 500,000 and it will be correct. Then you think about it and the devices they are looking for. And of course, ideas. If we move that 500 million like this, if we move around the country, if we move around the country like three times, it becomes 1.5 billion. Is it possible? Yes. In your hands, no. <laughs> You've never worked for somebody that will make you wake up at 5, be in the office by 7.30 and let you go home only by 8 p.m. You're not ready to prosper. One of the ones that used to make me laugh. You know, civil servants are one of the most terrible people. (laughs) No, I'm telling you. Look, I know what I'm telling you now. I'm not, no insults intended. If you want to start your own business, better go and work for a private man first who exacts every (laughs) cobble. Do you get my point? (laughs) Yes. Federal government is a horrible person to work for if you plan to do well in business in life. Because federal government in Nigeria of today, they are specialists in killing talent and hard work they will employ 10 of you to do the job of 2 people and give you only 3 tables <laughs> and you find a situation in which no matter how good your conscience is you can't come to work regularly you are Daniel you believe in excellence and diligence then when you stand 2 times in that office Please, I mean, not disrespect. Federal governments will shake up the way they do some things. And you see, anytime they advertise, hardworking people will go and apply. And I say, don't apply, please. They will kill your ability to prosper. So people now, you know, they don't give, Nigerians are very good with that. They don't give the impression that the duty of whoever employs you is to pay you. They don't think that it is your duty to make money with which he will pay you. That's why you hardly... One of the civil servants said, I'm retiring next year. I'm trying to start my business. I will just be laughing. So just eat your pension. You can't start your business. You work for federal government for 30 years this way, <laughs> and you want to retire and start your own business. I they wait. He that is faithful in little, is will not be faithful in much. This people didn't let you work hard all these years. You now want to work with people. He <coughs> said, you ran against men. They tired you out. You want to now go with the horses of private sector. Private sector is made up of horses. Those ones that do their own account before they leave the house in the morning. Like he's the accountant, he's the janitor. <laughs> <laughs> and you enter the place, you want to work for him, the way you work with federal government, the guy goes sack you after two days. Say, my friend, get away from here. Same time I pay you ten naira, I expect to make 30. Do you understand? <laughs> federal government gives you one million naira for nothing. After all, they drilled it from the... Oh, now they collected the oil, sold this, then share to all of us our portion. Oh, forgot the top. Don't be angry. That is <laughs> no. Is it true? it true? If federal government gives you work, eh, and they make you idle, let me beg you, find something to carry cement in the evening. No, I'm serious. So. find something else to do the rest of the time. Did you hear what I said? Find something else to do the rest of the time. Maybe later things will change as it is as of today. You take that job and settle on it, your ability to do well in life is going. Not because you are bad though, it's just because. The system just makes you idle. They will employ you, say you are an aeronautical engineer. Then put you on the table. They'll be wondering what am I doing here <laughs> after five years, all your aeronautical ability gone. The annoying part is they will not pay you well. That is the sad side. If they just pay you little and make you hungry, it will be good. Look, there are jobs you should not take if they are going to make you idle. Don't let them use money to buy your destiny. That's why I said, look, it's about blessing. (laughs) Oh, God, how did I get into that? (laughs) Please, get up and go and make somebody else rich. That is what it's about. It's not who will pay me. It's who can I help? Who can I make rich? This gift and skill that God has blessed me with. Who can I use to make rich? Not who can pay me more. Let me look for somebody that will allow me. You know Paul said something. He said we have grace that differs according to the measure of the gift of Christ. He said let each exercise it accordingly. Everybody. You must ex- exercise. I told you if I'm not a preacher. I will be a teacher. And my reason was simple. I was in secondary school. I was a science student. I remember much later, once we were doing, you know, we were doing revision before we did a, a, what they now call SSC, then we'll call it WASC, you understand? And I asked our physics teacher, I've read in my Abbott and Nelcon that there's alternating current and direct current. And I asked my physics t- teacher, what is alternating current? What is the difference between the two? And the main guy teaching did not know. And he was prepared. No, I'm serious. And he was prepared look, he was preparing us for wask. wask. Then his friend standing at the back of the class put up his hand and he said an example listen, he said an example of alternative current is trafficator in a car. He's <laughs> <laughs> alternating, I agree with you, thank you. You know, when I found out the truth later, <laughs> all my life. Eh. One day I made up my mind. I was a postgraduate student at that time. I was I was doing my residency in Lagos at that time. I just made up my mind that half of the reasons students don't know something is that it's because of the teachers. I just made up my said that's half of the reason. I just made up my mind, and that was when I made up my mind. I must teach. I did. My plan was not even to teach scriptures. I just made up my mind I must teach because I couldn't understand. Ah, <coughs> of course. By that time, one was now an older person, postgraduate person. If you, if you are teaching me, you're in trouble because that's how they look you like this. From time now, not everybody. I'm one person. I don't take notes when you are talking. I'm looking at you. So I uh, <laughs> ask my students, in your neck. I ban you from writing when I'm talking." I say, "What are you writing?" What are you writing? That What am I saying that's not inside the textbook? That my job is to explain things to you. And when you are writing, the thing is not passing through your brain. It's passing through your ears, down your spinal cord, to your hand, onto your paper. <laughs> I've relaxed a bit now. Those this. I walk you out of my class if I see your hand on paper while I'm talking. I said today, if you must write, then please put up your hand. Then, Excuse me, sir, this thing you said, I need to write it, otherwise something will go wrong with me. Then no, seriously, I will pause. I said, okay, fine, this guy wants to write something. let's give him 30 seconds. I will pause. Everybody will quickly write down. Are you done? Now put on the pen. They are will to teach." Because I just said, "Look, what people need is to understand. And I want major reason. That's why God said, I will give them pastors after my heart who will feed them with knowledge and with what? Understanding. Look, if I didn't become a preacher, I had to teach somewhere. My seniors went for exam, when we were doing residency. They failed. They told them, go and look for Dr. Lushner. Let him help you. He will explain these things to you. An exam I was not taken. Two of them came and said, please. They said, this is, your, this is your area. You are good at explaining these things. No problem. When I started teaching them, they started laughing. We had a few lectures. They were laughing. Why were they laughing? They said, oh, was that what they meant? They will laugh. I'll just explain. Just be like, hey. I made up my mind why people don't know a lot of things that like the teachers are not good. What I'm trying to say, listen, everybody has what? A gift. One of the reasons why we labor is to be able to deliver that gift into the lives of people around us. Even if you have a job, let me say something here. It is not every time you will get if some people say that uh, uh was it on radio we're saying it that day. Uh, <laughs> What is my calling? What's my gift? And I, say, I say, if you are jobless, anything is your calling. <laughs> anything is your calling. Opening and closing the gate is your calling. As long as it pays more money. Once it is not stealing and breaking the law, it's your calling. You can just know that, you know, I won't stay there for a long time. Because what I, one of the things that annoys me most in life, people who are not doing anything, I don't know what my gift is. I say, Bros, God does not reveal gifts and calling to people who I do. It's why you are using, you know, the one that's hard and the one that is easy for you. Oh, too many things to say. Please, I have found one thing very common with lazy people. This is not my calling. Their problem is laziness. I, I don't know where they get my point. One man came here, he was talking with me, sat down here. He said, hey, the problem is that that, that church, he said, you should go and learn iron bending or metal works. He said, but he's not happy. He's not happy. I didn't know what I know now. I laugh and say, you know why you're not happy? You're not used to hard work. Hard work doesn't make anybody happy until you have trained yourself. You think I'm happy to sit, you know, you just get up and be filing iron. Who's, who, who's ever happy? <laughs> <laughs> you you, know, you think the guys who are carrying cement say, We are happy carrying cement. We're called by God to <laughs> so carry cement. Carrying cement is our calling. Go ahead and check your Bible. Carrying cement is nobody's calling. I can prove from scriptures. God told Israel, He placed a curse on people. He said they will be hewers of wood and fetchers of water. It's nobody's calling. I'm telling you. See the same man did that they, they dig gutter every day. It's a curse. When he's blessed, when his blessing manifests, he will move out from digging the gutter. Somebody else will dig it. Everybody take your turn in the curse. May i finish my own. <laughs> I'm not going emphasize, so don't let them, don't, don't give me the impression that carrying, uh, uh, doing hard, hard, hard labor is not my call. It's nobody's calling. I call it a curse, doesn't mean everybody won't pass through it. A blessed man, while he's yet a child, differeth not from the one that is cursed. You get what I'm saying? I, I took one scripture there and twisted it. So don't tell me that hard labor. Of course, how can it be your calling? They said you're going to be bending iron. How can it be your calling? When it still cuts your hand, you will know it's nobody's calling. When you go to hospital twice, they stitch you up. You will know it's, the man came and say he he's not happy. But well, later on, I realized that lazy man. The same man who says he's not his calling, he is calling to collect my money. He will call me and say, Pastor, do you have some food in the house? Is that a question? As if he's asking. You know, no, you know you're jokes. I'm laughing. And this is the revelation that yes, Amen, Amen. I perceive there's food in my kitchen. You know that kind of thing. Is the whether I have food in the house? Why won't I have food in the house? <laughs> to walk iron is not his calling, but to be calling me every time. The Lord is good. Man came to me once. He said that, uh, and this man advised him to do this, but he's not sure. <laughs> That's what God wants him to do. Hi. I looked at I didn't know how to tell him. You know when people are senior to you, there's a limit to the advice you can give. When you are a junior, I tell you the truth. And if you get angry, it's your problem. When you are a senior, you just want to respect your seniors a bit. I felt like I said, sir, have you ever asked God whether it is his will for you to collect my money anytime you see me? When somebody gives you an idea now what to do, you are asking whether it is God's will. Let me tell you. God, whether it's his will or not, go and do it first. If it's not his will, he'll will know where to find you to tell you not to do it again. he hey, say, ah, you. how are you? Say, fine, Lord. How long have you been digging gutter here? Six months now. It's not my will. Thank you. <laughs> but until I dig that gutter, he's not going to tell me whether it's his will or it's not his will. What I hate that thing, lazy people blaming the will of God. God does not want me to walk. God does not want me to do anything. One day I know that God who doesn't want to do anything, he will be raining manna from heaven. If he's not raining manna from heaven, if God says you don't do anything, then don't open your mouth and ask anybody for money. No, it's simple. I'm not saying God didn't talk to you. But don't open your mouth and ask anybody for money. Says so I'm here, God said I shouldn't do anything. In the same manner, God has said you shouldn't do anything. He also said to us, if you will not do anything, you should not eat anything. It's not your Bible like that. No, let's get that one clear if you are idle, everything is your calling. If you are mopping gutter, if you are, if you are clearing gutter, it's the will of God. If you are washing cars is the will of God. When you have done that, when you've kept, you think David came to, God came to David one day and said, David, I have anointed you a shepherd of your father's flock. Nah, lie. Father woke him up in the morning. David, you are there playing piano. Come on! <laughs> David got up and went and did his father's business. And listen to me. His calling was to be a king, right? Yes. When that time came, they sent for him from there. He was not at home waiting for the pro- prophetic prophetic manifestation. He wake up in the morning, hallelujah! I'm a king in the making. Praise Kabaya Father, in the name of. light. The guy was there tending sheep, fighting lion, fighting bear. Then his brother came, said, "Don't kill that one. They are calling you." <laughs> I want the beer. If you come here again, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy got there. He knelt down. They anointed him. I you know what he did. He bought a robe. He sat down and stopped shepherd walk. started walking around the house. He I'm the king around these premises. But, did he do that? <laughs> he went back to where he was shepherding. Please, I just feel like dropping that one. One of the marks we have as believers is that we are hardworking, we are diligent. What is my calling? What is not my calling? It's for those who are busy, I do people the first thing you see to do that morning is your calling for that day. I hope you're getting my point. I hope you're getting my point. Yes, sir. Train yourself in you know, being tough. Find a job where they want to be at work by 7.30 and you must hear the word for one hour that day and pray before you go out. So 5 o'clock you are up. One day I told my wife, I said, <laughs> these children, when did they wake up, sir? Because by the time it's 5.30, my daughter is knocking on the door. That is time for prayer. By that time, they have woken up. They have eaten breakfast. No, I'm serious. 5.30, they have eaten breakfast. So, yeah, come and pray. Because finish your homework, get dressed, eat breakfast, do everything, and be in the car by 7.30. That's children. You know? you know, it's so funny now. Their mother doesn't even. In fact, just, just now I'm talking about it. She doesn't even wake them, wake them up anymore. How had they wake up and everybody get alarm. It used to happen that maybe I seize Benga's tab because he was playing game on instead of reading. I keep it in my room. Mistake. <laughs> because by five o'clock, that tab is waking up with one funny song. There was one tab we had before. That tab you couldn't get it to stop singing. There's no way. If you like, put it on five o'clock. The tab will wake up and start singing. So one day I had to remove it from my room I went to keep it far away because I did not know how to make it stop singing. Because if you were locked five a.m., you know, like quench it, it will come on at five, sing for you for like five minutes. Now I say an adult, twenty-something years old. As he's sleeping at 9 o'clock and tell me there's no work. You yeah, are not a moron. <laughs> the Lord is good. <laughs> what have I done to explain? Listen to me. Listen to me. Everybody has what? A gift. Everybody has a gift. Everybody has a gift. And the primary thing, alright, I'm talking about uh, in life, why we labor is so we can be givers. The first thing we go out to give is the gift of God that is inside us. And then our labor is scriptural. We don't have time to go through it now. In our labor, it is scriptural to earn money. And one of the things that Paul taught us is that, you see, when he was talking to the church in Ephesus in Acts chapter 20, he said, You see how I labored. And with my labor, I met my needs and the needs of the people who were with me. And this dressing party was not the only one that labored like that, too. Timothy also did. Silas also did. I noticed that once they arrived, he will stop. Timothy and Silas will continue while he continued preaching purely. Why did he do that? He said, I wanted to show them, to give you an example. Let me just, let's read that one so that we we'll just close with it. Acts about 20. The point I'm making from all of this is, what God gives us is the power to make wealth. So even though you have given your offerings, and if, even though by faith you are activating your blessings, what God starts giving you is the ability to produce. That's what I'm talking about. He starts giving you what? The ability to produce. You see in verse um, 32 he said, And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Verse 33, I have coveted no one's silver or gold or clothes. You yourselves know that these hands minister to my own needs and to the men who were with me. In everything I showed you that by working hard in this manner, you must help the weak. Can you see that? And remember the words of the Lord Jesus. He himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. You notice that? That the primary reason why Paul was working was one to set an example for them that through labor they should be able to help people. So giving is a focus. Is a focus of his labor. The giving was the focus of his labor. He explained to them in Ephesians chapter four. He said, "Let him who steals steal no longer, but rather let him labor, performing in his own hands what is good, in order that he may have something to share." with him who has need. Did you notice that? His giving. That's a primary thing that is in the heart of Paul when he's talking about labor. It's not just about meeting your own needs, even though his labor met his needs. But he made it clear that you should be able to help people. You have a gift. Your gift must be a blessing to somebody. You should not be satisfied with just eating. Our blessings are ours already in Christ Jesus. Amen. Our sins have been forgiven. The thing that says we will not be productive in life has been removed from our lives. The curse that God placed on the earth because of the sin of Adam is not our portion. All the curses that say things like um, the earth will not yield this increase for you, that's not our portion in the name of Jesus. Now, this is real. There's no ancestral curse that can keep a believer down. Say amen to that. None. The fact that you have had problems does not mean that you are not blessed. But now we are saying, now that we are blessed. Are yeah, you getting my point? There are things that God said do so that the blessings can come into material you know, reality. I explained that one. We must not be idle people. We must be people who get up to go and be a blessing. Diligence is our watchword. You are getting my point. God has given us a gift. He has given each person a gift. We we don't want to sit on this alone. Otherwise, we'll have taken time out. People ask me, a lot: how do I know my gift? I say, you don't sit at home and know your gift. People discover their gifts while they are busy. We don't do what we like to do. Especially as a young man, as a young woman, you do what you are told to do. You get my point? One of the things God does is that, I'm just wondering what I talked about so far. When there's no food, God uses food and lack and hunger to direct you to go and do something. When you are hungry, when you were, when you, when you were still eating pension money, remember pension money of last week? You could be making choices. I can't do this kind of work. I can't do this kind of work. But when you believe the word of God, I don't eat for one week. The first work you will do is anyone that they bring to you, might not steal it. Once they say, let us go and do this work. You don't like the work, but you will do it just to get food for the day. And listen to what I want to say by that. Many people have discovered their callings in life through that area. The young man I told you about, I heard the story that I had 11 cars and driving the taxi. Remember him? You know what I said driving the taxi? Hunger. University graduate. No work. Nothing. Oh, he will not leave that job now if he tends to leave it. It has prospered him so much. So now what he has is a fleet. He didn't start it because he had a calling. There are callings you can't hear. Now hunger will send you there. Are you getting my point? You know the calling that J- Jacob understood? Joseph understood? Dream dreams and be loved by your father. That was Jacob's calling. he said, Jacob, pray. What did the Lord call you to do? Hala, mama create a baya. A love for us. Ah, my son, my son. Thou art a dreamer. Hallelujah. Thou art a dreamer. That's all that Joseph knew. God said, Yeah, are a dreamer. He said, No, hala. After dream, what do you do? I see my father will be looking at me and remembering my mother. <laughs> I'm a dreamer. I was called to dream. God said, all right, no problem. Simeon, Judah. Hate that, that, that clown. Don't you hate him. He said, we hate him. Hate him some more. They carry the guy in. Threw him into a pit. You know what happened? He discovered his real calling in that, time, in that place. When they sell into to house, they don't ask you, do you want to walk? They beat you until you start walking. Nobody was the slave, are you called to work? <laughs> <laughs> just look, which part of this family were you called to? So my job is to make bed. That's how I used to do my father's house. <laughs> Sweep that dog don't shit for the clear that. Look, you will walk. Joseph discovered the ability to work hard. I don't need to tell his father didn't allow him to do that. Some of the troubles you are going through, just bless God for it. Is your way to your throne? When he got comfortable in just in Potiphar's house, God looked at and said, Hey, this boy, he has died again. What do we do? <laughs> the, the troublemakers came again. Possessed Mrs. Potiphar. Poor woman. Didn't know what she was doing. The boy landed in prison. In prison, he discovered his next assignment in life. But that gift of God inside him kept on manifesting. You get my point? Then he did not build Egypt. He did not give birth to Pharaoh. God and Pharaoh built Egypt to that level and then brought him out and made him a ruler amongst the people. That's why I tell people, idleness, you don't find your calling there. Any dream you dream while idle is a lie. Are you my any calling where you hear? It's not true. Your father won't let you walk. Your brothers will soon sell into slavery. Let's bow down our heads. God will increase you this coming week in Jesus' name. Amen. For those who don't know what to do, God will show you. Did you hear the word? Shove. You hear the word? Shove. God will shove you into the place of employment this coming week in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, God will open a door for you that you cannot resist. Amen. You will not be able to resist it. Amen. I just have a, a counsel for somebody. Don't look at something and, and belittle it. Who will not do it now? That's, the, that's what's now call pride. Are you getting my point? When God opens the door for you, don't worry. You. It's your way to break through. It's not a blessing to be inside a pit. Even though we say something is a curse, it can be the way by which God will lift somebody up. The way by which God will lift you up will manifest to you this week in Jesus' name. Amen. They may offer you a job to drive. Please drive drive gladly. Drive with joy. Be the most excited driver they have ever seen. One of our brothers in Port Harcourt. Yes, How did they start working in Intels? He was, was a driver. What is he it now? He's a, a senior manager. In the same company. Why driving is a once, He heard that they were doing an interview. He went and interview, applied for an administrative job. He got it. So this week, this coming week, something will open for you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every affliction that has been keeping you at home, that's making you not be able to go out, I rebuke it now in Jesus' name. Amen. I command the pains in the legs to go. Amen. I command the headache to disappear. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Goodness will come to you this coming week. Favor will manifest to you in the name of Jesus. God will bring gladness into your heart this week in Jesus' name. Sometimes we are in a particular spot and that is because of something we don't know what is right to do. My prayer for you this week, and I prophesy it, is that the wisdom to know what is right to do. That's what God is going to give give you this coming week in Jesus' name. Enough of stagnation in your life. Listen, there are people here, look, God called you specifically to be rich and sponsor the gospel and help the poor. Yes, right now, you can't rob, I mean, like they say, you can't rob two coins together and call your own. But it doesn't matter. Your own gift will still manifest in the name of Jesus. Amen. But meanwhile, you have to go and tend the sheep. Meanwhile, you have to go and tend the sheep. The sheep you will tend, God will manifest it to you this coming week in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's give it a lot of thanks again. Like say, Father, we will thank you. Father, we will thank you. It's well with you as you travel, it's well with you as you go out, it's well with you as you come in, safety is your portion, in the name of Jesus Christ. Because of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, surely we have passed out of death and we have passed into life, we have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ, we have passed out from under the curse into the blessing, all things have passed away in our lives, we are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of multiplication, dominion, and shining forth in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Please bless somebody on your left or your right. Another person, please. This is your season of multiplication, dominion, and shining forth. One more person. This is your season. The last one for yourself, this is my season of multiplication, dominion shining force. Alright, chair brethren. God bless you. See you on Tuesday.